everybody, welcome back to the Marketing Freaks podcast. Uh, today we're going to be talking about good marketing campaigns, bad marketing campaigns, and just having a general discussion around what makes a good one and what makes a bad one. It's quite a fun little chat. Hope it's insightful and entertaining for you. If you like it, please do come and subscribe, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all the usual places. If you like it, that is always massively appreciated. Ellie, Nina, how are you doing? All good, thank you. How are you guys? Yeah, I'm good, thanks. Just it's a really nice day outside, so I'm a little bit distracted by the sunshine behind me, but it's fine. We'll focus on the podcast today. The sun is shining, isn't that nice? Positive weather for a positive week, I think. Yeah, for sure. What a lovely way to put it. Um, So we're going to be talking about marketing campaigns, good and bad, Mm -hmm. and talking through some of our favourite examples, some of our least favourite examples, um, and trying to get some sort of logical conclusion at the end to decide what it is that makes a good campaign and what it is that makes a bad campaign. Mm-hmm. We'll see how we go, but it should be quite good fun anyway. Um, then anyone watching, we're going to kind of put our examples in on the video so we can kind of show you what we're talking about. And if you're listening in, you'll just have to imagine them, I guess, or come and watch the video. So uh, to start off with, what is it you think that makes for a good marketing campaign? What stands out to you as good? I think something that sticks with you, something that you remember and you talk about to other people and um, essentially something that makes you convert, that makes you purchase the um, the service or the product that's being shown yep. to you. Yep, definitely. What do you think, Nina? I think, um, yeah, following on from what Ellie said, just something that makes you want to engage with whatever product. Um, they're offering something that grabs your attention, something that makes you want to research more into it. Um, there's also, I think, the added bonus if something has a little bit of a shock value. It's just like it might not necessarily be bad, but it's kind of like, oh, what have they done there? Like that's making headlines and making people so interested in it. I think a good example of this actually would be um, the baked beans on Weetabix. That, that Weetabix <laughs> put that picture on Twitter and then just yeah. everyone was completely flabbergasted at what was going on but it was such a good marketing technique because it was I think even like Sky News reported on it or something like that they had an article so that's excellent marketing very gross not something I personally would consume but um, have you not tried it you know I don't really have the desire to (laughs) Um, (laughs) it would be interesting to see like um if Bean or Weetabix sales went up as a result so true so true so I think that's like a great example of of good marketing where it's like completely unconventional but just does the trick yeah Yeah. I love the aftermath of that as well with like the the threads on Twitter with KFC jumping in those jumping in one of them called the other one a chicken Mm. which is great yeah Yeah, the British embassy got involved as well I think yeah, it was it was just really good publicity. And I wonder if they even thought that they would get like half of the um, like the popularity that it did on social media. Oh, for sure. It's just just these days, just the most wild things are trending. and You have to keep up with that kind of momentum. Mm-hmm. You know, people are yep. so desensitized to everything on the Internet. It really has to be something that just grabs your attention. What I was the that... point of the Weetabix and beans was it just to get in the forefront of people's minds I guess 
Yeah. I guess I so. so. I think so. It did a, it did a really good job of that. Mm. Yeah. I wonder how much thought not in a I'm not saying that in a bad way, but was it just a oh let's have a go at this? Mm. Or was like someone said it in the office or something and they thought, right, that would be a brilliant idea. Yeah, for sure, for sure. I think um, it would be really interesting, I think, to be a fly on the wall in those marketing conversations. What can we do that makes the world erupt and gets our product literally in front of everyone? Yeah, yeah I know. Let's put baked beans on our Weetabix. Yeah. <laughs> um, another really good one I've seen recently is those little moons on mm. TikTok. So they are essentially just like little ice cream snacks. Mm. Yeah, little little moons. Um, but the company that um, do them have been around for a decade. But because it's become like a trend on Twitter, where like you basically review the product, it's like completely free marketing for them. Their sales have risen by seven hundred percent since December, just because of wow, wow, yeah. that's crazy, crazy. crazy. Isn't that mad? Yeah, but I think there's definitely something around kind of social marketing in that way you know like kind of really fun stuff highly mm. responsive um what so what sort of stuff are they doing ellie it is literally um just users um reviewing the flavors that they have to offer that's it that's, that's literally it so it's free marketing for um yeah the little moons brand it's crazy i think they're um hashtag had something like 50 odd million um like viewers it's just crazy crazy that's wow it's just crazy the power of social media i think in particular tiktok as a platform just there are so many you know i think their their their, their literal catchphrase is where trends start mm. uh, and it's so mm. true everything that's trending from fashion to technology to food everything is all on that platform so it's just it is literally a haven for marketers if you get it right on tiktok you'll get free publicity. I know, I know, it's crazy. Any, and I think it's a good platform because, you know, with things like YouTube, you know, you have sort of the influencer marketing where you're you're setting aside a budget for that and it can get quite pricey. With TikTok, someone discovers something, you know, your product or your hashtag just happens to start trending. You just get, you know, anyone can go viral on that platform. I think that's what the beauty is of it. Um, so if you manage to find your niche on there and then advertise what you need to and it gets picked up, you can rack up millions and millions and millions of views and not have to spend a thing exactly really so if you get that formula right you're set there are so many cool things and they're like i don't know if you've seen like ryanair do these ads and i think there was one where they were pretending to like um there was this trend on tiktok where girls and guys would dress up and like strut down like a hallway or something to you know female empowerment you know rap music and i think ryanair did the trend as well where they had an airplane go down the runway to the music and it's just so creative and just the things you can do to really get your brand out there um to a lot of consumers by following these trends is amazing it's a great way to like market your product or service yeah i think ryanair are just they've always been amazing at that quick mm. responsive thing like say something ridiculous like we're going to take the seats out and it's standing room only or you're going to have to pay two euros to use the toilet suddenly get some in the press Oh, by the way, we've got the cheapest seats in Europe. I think they've always been really good at that type of yeah. PR. I guess in marketing. that's almost a bit like shop tactics as well, because the stuff exactly. they're saying sticks with you. It's like, 
just like gets conversations going. Yeah, exactly. The things that people find funny, the things that are conversation starters. I think if you can make your advertising a conversation starter, that's like the key to everything. If it's like boring, yeah. you know, I think um, so there are some adverts like in airports on electronic screens and on, on like mini billboards where it's just like, I would not look twice at that. That is so boring. It's so standard. It's what everyone does. So even though it's a safe way of marketing, it's just not going to have mm-hmm. anyone's attention. Things like TikTok, things like, you know, something wild and outrageous, like putting baked beans on your Weetabix, as much as it makes me shudder, it just does it. Yeah, <laughs> I think that kind of, yeah, the safe versus not not safe line mm-hmm. is a really interesting one. And yeah. some people get it bang on, and some people don't quite get it that bang mm-hmm. on. Um, which I'm sure we're going to talk about some of those examples in a bit as well. Um, what was the last ad or campaign that made you buy something? Because ultimately, successful marketing drives sales. Yeah, that's so true. What, oh. what made you? What was the last ad you saw that made you buy? It's kind of embarrassing considering it's just like in-app purchases is what I literally look at on Google Ads. But I was on TikTok and there was a game and it was like I'm playing this music that was like trending music and it was just hilarious the way that they captioned it and the way that they like did the the gameplay in the ad and i clicked on it to buy it i was like this looks so fun and these these interns are having a field day on tiktok whoever they are these marketing interns the way that they do it just made me buy the app i was like I don't even play games on my phone and i'm sat here <laughs> buying something from a tiktok <laughs> ad who am i you've changed nina <laughs> i have it's an existential <laughs> crisis happened um but yeah, just, just those kinds of things make me buy something. Even though we literally do Instagram ads for our clients, I have been I have been a victim of a couple. I have. I don't know about you, Nina, but I am such a sucker for influence marketing. Yeah, no, absolutely. You see something look yeah. good on someone and you're just like, right, where do I go? Like that, that's the only way I buy all my clothes now. I'll see someone else wearing really? it and I'll be like, yeah, yeah, mm. yeah, I'll do that. But um, I actually did see a really good um, campaign recently, which made me buy um, one of their products. So it's a brand called This. Um, They're like meat alternative. And what they did is they sent a load of products to influencers um, and told them it was meat um, and it wasn't. And they got them to obviously promote it on their channels and um afterwards after they'd influenced they contacted them and said like listen that wasn't me like how do you feel about that and they were all really like um like shocked surprised i just think that's another good way to get you talking and for people who may not even think about trying meat alternatives because they follow these influencers these micro influencers there's trust there. They think, you know what? Yeah, might actually try that. Um, so I thought that was really cool. That's amazing. Did the influencers follow up on it and go, oh, like, yeah. I didn't realize, but it was really good. Yeah. Yeah. I think that was that was the whole point of it as well. Yeah. Because I'm a massive, um, uh, you know, I love my steak. Yeah. Um, yeah. But that that's really interesting because um, I guess my objection to you know, wanting to buy lots of meat-free product is that I just like the taste of meat. So that's just such a great way of proving that, no, actually. If you saw, so someone that you follow, John, who you really like, 
um, like personally. Are we assessing um, <laughs> my influenceability? Yeah. So, so if you saw someone that you follow who has like a bit of a, a high profile, yeah, and they were promoting this meat-free brand, would you be more inclined to buy it, buy the product because you like the person? Yeah, I probably would. Yeah. I probably would. Like if there was someone I was following that said, do you know what, I tried this and it tasted amazing. I'll give it a go. I'll try a burger. Yeah, it's, influence. it's a very powerful tool <laughs> if you use it right, if you get it in front. I think what's really important is I think, especially with um, some of the targeting you do on Facebook and Instagram, Ellie, is making sure that you get the right audience. Because it's like if you have someone on Made in Chelsea advertising, you know, I don't know, a bikini and it gets in front of, I'm not saying that, you know, 64 to 73 year olds don't want to look good and wear a bikini. They may, they may do, but if you get that as your target market, instead of, you know, going for actual interest-based audience of people who watch those kind of shows, that kind of age group, I think that's really important um, just to make sure you you hit it on the nose, but also for the appropriate audience, not yeah. excluding anyone. Everyone looks fabulous and whatever they choose to wear to the beach. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Do you think working in marketing has changed your assessment of what you see? Because I think I've just, I'm a bit kind of dull to it now. Or like, um, you know, I'll see you I know what you're doing. Yeah. I, know, I know what you're trying to do to me. Yeah. Um, yeah. See it in a completely different light than someone who doesn't work in marketing. Are you guys the same? Absolutely. It's Yeah, you almost become a bit like desensitized to it in a way. You're like... I know what you're doing. Yeah. <laughs> I, see. I think it's especially noticeable with like remarketing. It's just like I'll click on something on Instagram and then I see all these other ads advertising exactly the same product just pop up and mm. it's like I know what you did. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well it's like the it's also like the Weetabix tweet. I see that and I go, Why have you done that? What like how did you come up with that idea? Um yeah, what, what was the meeting up. like when you tried to get that approved? I'm not <laughs> going Oh, ha, 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 ha. <laughs> yeah, it just makes you think about the strategy weird, behind it, it and, and like how you can apply it as a marketer. I don't know. That's yeah. how I felt about the um the innocent smoothie, the um conquer oh, milk. Yes. Oh my god, that! I was just like, that what? is really funny. That is funny though. Just it is funny? funny. I think I thought it was hilarious, but just the fact that they had to release a press, there was like a press release to be like, do not drink conquer milk. Do not drink it. Do not. Do not. Do not. After we should ex we should explain it. Ellie, explain what the innocent smoothie conquer milk <laughs> thing is. So they created a fake product, their new conquer milk, and I don't know why. I don't know what the point of it was. Maybe similar to the whole beans and Weetabix to get to the forefront of people's minds. Um, but yeah, they created this fake conquer milk, and. Uh, they thought, yeah, this will be really funny. People will obviously know that it's a joke. People didn't know it was a joke. They had loads of complaints saying like, um, conkers are um, poisonous to humans and just things like that. So they got a bit of like bad press around it. Mm. But then I think that they recovered from it really well because they literally held their hands up and were like, sorry guys, this is meant to be a joke. And then created like a separate campaign um, to explain everything. But I just thought it was really funny the way they did it, but still don't really understand the whole point of it. Yeah, it was it was kind of like they were trying to aim for the whole Weetabix thing and it went a bit askew. Yeah. It's, it is difficult. 
I find that funny, and I find the fact they had to follow up even funnier. Yeah. Um, but it's really difficult for brands to be funny. Like, oh, that's yeah. really difficult, isn't it? Um, so, on to bad example, Ellie. I think you. Know, I mean, Nina, you mentioned retargeting, Ellie. I think we should talk about the time you thought the TV spoke to you. Oh, it did. It hundred percent did. So creepy. I'm so sorry. I would move house. Well, I tell us the story. So this is this is about four or five years ago, and it was it, it was on my TV as well. Um, I think it, I think it must have been like I was watching like four OD, so it's like online streaming service. Um, so I think that's how that's how they get your information. But it was like a car advert, and all of a sudden it just went. It was so creepy and I wish I could remember um what company it was. I I I'm like 99% sure it was like a car um like a car advertisement. But it was just so bizarre. And to be fair, I've never um seen anything like it since. So it probably didn't Did it work. Scare as... you into buying that car. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I wish I remember what I really wish I remember what company it was. I can't remember, but it was just the most bizarre thing. And I think things like that is a little bit too creepy. There's a line, isn't there? Retargeting. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Yeah. I think retargeting is a really interesting um, one where a lot of people get it badly wrong because it's all about right message, right time, right oh. audience, you know, and it's not about let's just hammer everyone who's been to the website in the last six months and just literally hammer them until they buy i think it's it's much more strategic or it should be a lot more strategic than that um what do you guys think about retargeting because obviously we do a lot of it and it works mm. it earns our yeah. clients money um but it, it can be quite bad can't it yeah i think yeah. like done in the right way um like it works really well but again like you said if you sort of hammer people too much they they could just they have the option to to stop stop seeing the ad completely so you don't want to lose people by sort of going in too hard with retargeting i think yeah it's an interesting one i actually wrote an article about this on the site you can check it out if you want Good to do plug. that um, link it <laughs> Little, um, little link there but yeah no it, it can be really good it can really help people um you know get you just get your um, product or service in front of the right audience it's going to be a warm audience they're going to be interested in what you buy um they're going to know what the product's like have you know had they purchased it and like what they purchased so it's good but then also you've got to be really careful about the frequency um as well so you don't want to keep retargeting someone keep retargeting someone keep retargeting someone because they may just think okay no like yeah. I don't want anything to do with this brand. You might just lose them completely. Yeah. 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 I think it's uh it's a really delicate balance. But I think if you approach it as obviously we're trying to make money, but let's try and help people get to the right product, you know. Yeah. Um because mm -hmm. I've bought stuff off the back of retargeting ads where I've genuinely just forgotten about something that I was supposed to buy or you know, I didn't have my wallet around or whatever <clears throat> and then it's come back up and okay great nice reminder thanks and yeah like that's that's not creepy to me at all it's not annoying it's useful but 
if it's like every day, every day, every day, it mm. just gets a bit yeah. tedious. So yeah. it has to be managed well by someone who mm -hmm. knows what they're doing. Yeah, definitely. <clears throat> like us. Like us. <laughs> um, all right, let's talk about some bad stuff. So what's the worst oh. ad you've seen, Nina? What's really oh, got you gosh. riled up? What makes you angry? There was this one that was by Oatly and they had these ads that's basically was it was targeted towards making your dad convert to drinking oat milk and the way they did it it was like you would it's like they were talking about an alcoholic just the way that they positioned the entire campaign is just like you know are his habits bad make sure that he um, makes the transition it's not going to be easy and I was just like this is just so tone deaf yeah, yeah, I think they had um they they set like a website up for it. I had like helplines and help dad, yeah. help dad. Oh it was God. it was so yes. bad. So Com comparing consuming dairy to coping with an alcoholic family member yeah. it was a bit like I was like that's just too far. That's just too far. And they got a lot of flack for it. They got a lot of flack for it. Quite rightly. Mm. Yeah. I know that was definitely the worst one that, that i've seen i don't know about you ellie what you um those government ones recently oh my god the guilt it. the shaming it ads really annoyed me They're yeah terrifying. It's yeah just, the way that they personally victim like they just make you out to be the culprit in the situation it's like, what, like it's like what have majority, you done? majority of the country have done everything that has been advised mm -hmm. and then they bring those adverts out I just think bad, bad marketing. Like even on the YouTube um, video, they had to turn the comments off. Yeah. Because obviously people were just hurling abuse. It's just so, you, just, you can just get it so wrong. You can just get it so wrong. Yeah. Know, the, the government ads have been um, not great. They had to pull a, a radio ad because um, they received loads, uh, the uh, ASA received loads of complaints um, around it. So it was a government advert targeting uh, joggers, dog walkers, basically anyone that goes to a park, suggesting that if you go to the park, you have the virus. Um, and basically saying, like, if you go for a walk, don't let it cost lives. If you go for a coffee, don't let it cost lives. And it's like, you you really need to think about, like, your whole strategy, because like going for a walk in the park and going to get coffee will be the thing that's keeping people sane um, in lockdown. Mm -hmm. So I just think that was done really, really badly and really insensitively. Yeah. Very... Yeah. Cause it's, it's assuming the worst of people, isn't it? Mm -hmm. It's yeah, assuming sure. the worst of people. Yeah. I, I don't know about you, Ellie, but like with some clothing brands and makeup brands, I get really, they're just like very strange email campaigns where they overuse colloquial language. They'll be like, you need to stay on fleek sis and that's on period. I'm like, you don't need to be doing all of that to get yeah. me to buy your stuff. Like there's a line between being relatable and just being like trying to, you know, grab all of the language that Gen Z uses and just like flinging it into an email. Yeah, I think there's, um, I was just looking at the, um, like the ads in New Zealand mm. about COVID and lockdown and their slogan is unite against COVID. Mm. You know, and it's, just, it's nice, so nice, isn't it? And it's assuming yeah. the best of people. It's assuming 
right, right. Everyone's going to pull together on this, and it's not going go for a walk, but you might you might kill people if you go for that coffee. Oh, yeah. So have a think about it. It's like singling people out rather than like enforcing any sense of like community. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, are we actually? I think we might be coming to some sort of useful um, conclusion here, and that bad ads are often ones that are tone deaf, kind of misjudging, Mm. kind of perception, and just kind of off point. Yeah. About right. I would say that. I would say that's a very good conclusion to come to. I just think shock value is good if it makes people laugh, if it gets people talking, but shock value is not good if it's tone deaf, if you're trying to single people out and if you're just placing the blame on others um, mm-hmm. in your whatever you're trying to market in terms of your product or service. Uh, what would you say is, like I guess, a good way of summing up good advertising, Ellie? I don't know if you have, like... I think like knowing your target audience and um, like knowing what they would respond to mm-hmm. is key. Yeah, definitely. I agree. Yeah. Wow. We've come, we've, we've ended on a very useful point. <laughs> so fun chat through some campaigns there. Um, we'll put as many examples as we can in the show notes. Um, thanks everyone for tuning in. Do come and subscribe and we will see you on the next episode.